Now breathe in and out. One. to this week's episode of your favorite podcast and my favorite podcast, Stoned and Social. I'm Natalie and I've got another Natalie, but the same Natalie as last week and the week before and the week before. What's up, Natalie? Hello to the Natalies. I'm Natalie. I know. I'm, I will let this joke go at some point, but just not yet. I'm not ready yet. Yeah, not yet. It's it's too soon. It's too soon for me to just... I'm going to hold on for all it's got. <laughs> if you're just joining us, welcome to the podcast. If you are always here with us each week, then thank you for coming back. We are stoned and we are social. And this week, I am stoned on one of my favorite things. I have something that's called still water gentle green tea it's made in Colorado it's got a really nice dose of two and a half milligrams of THC per serving but of course you know I do more than one serving because that's just how I do um and so that's kind of my thing it it helps boost my energy I'm really into this green tea I really like it so um what about you Natalie what are you stoned on today well, today I am stoned on, I finally have the name of something. <laughs> I'm stoned on Zulato. Ooh, what's that? That sounds fancy. It is a cannabis flower. It's an indica. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a nice, uh, I guess it's a reserve flower. Ooh, I hit it straight from my bong. Of course. We're going to have to like get a picture of your bong at some point and see what you're smoking out of. That is the only thing I'm jealous about with people who do use bongs is I love how cool bongs can look. And for a while, like I just collected bongs that I thought were pretty and everyone was like, oh, you're such a stoner. I was like, no, I actually haven't actually done it yet. I just really like the bongs. And so I'm still jealous of the bongs. Yep. They're beautiful. And they're usually handcrafted. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just, it really, for me, and also I think bongs show personality. Oh, yeah. I think you would think I'm a boss. (laughs) (laughs) You are are a boss, and that's why your bong looks like you're a boss. Maybe we'll we'll have to do an episode on bongs one time. That That seems like a very us thing to do. Um, <laughs> this week we are, we are doing something which I'm really excited about. Our social topic is going to be music that we like listening to when we're stoned. This is the oh, yeah. mood music. Like, what are you into, baby? I know, like this is, I'm already, and I think you are too, we were talking about this before, I'm already a huge music, like, snob, and I used to work in the music industry, and so it's really dear to me, music, I'm not like choking up, <clears throat> um, <laughs> music's really dear to me, and so I'm, I'm totally excited, because it's so personal, everyone kind of marches to the beat of their own drum, especially when you're high, And so these are going to be some of our go-to songs and albums when we're token and we're just kind of taking it all in, right? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) This is like my essential, like, get your fade on list that I'm going to be talking about. Some of these are old. Some of these are new. Um, This is just 
our personal collection. Don't write me any, like, don't send us DMs or emails or anything being like, why didn't you put, like, you know, blah, blah, blah on the list. We didn't because they're not on our list. They're on your list. And we're just sharing our list. So if you do have a list that you want to at least share and, like, let us say, oh, yeah, that's cool, um, then you can certainly do that. But don't write us and tell us that we forgot someone because we put exactly who we wanted on the list um and like i said the albums are going to range from the 70s you know that great black light you know kind of air all the way into the 2000s and there was no real criteria it was just it was just things that we like blazing along with right exactly and the truth of it also is this isn't a definite list you know like yeah this is just like first thing that came to mind right now at this moment in my existence. Boom. Yeah. This is what I like. <laughs> yeah. You asked me when I'm actually stoned, which ones they are, and they're probably going to be different. So yeah, this was what we came up with today. Um, so the first one I'm going to go with is a band that's actually local to where I grew up. They're from Baltimore. Um, I'm in DC. So um, it's a band called Beach House. And they are, they are just, a, you know, they're what the kids would call now dream pop. They're one of the original indie rock bands. They do like neo-psychedelic shoegazing music. Um, it was hard for me to pick which album because I like so many of their albums. And I've gotten in stoned debates with people while we both are stoned about which beach house album is the best so i'm going to go against the grain here and i'm gonna say teen dream of by beach house everyone else is gonna say devotion and it is good it is good but i don't know something about teen dream really gets me um i don't know how to describe their music other than it's just late 2000 indie kid rock it's just it's 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 just velveteen on an album it's good stuff i love it i the only stuff i think i might know of beach house is actually from their album bloom Mm, yeah yeah they didn't they did that album Mm -hmm. and I also am just like, wow, it feels like when you listen to them that you're just like in summer and you're in the most bliss of beauty and you can just run around and you're like the most careless thing in the world. It's transformation music. Like for me, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I'm at, who I'm with. When I put Beach House, Teen Dream or any of their albums on really, I'm kind of just like, it's instant chill zone i feel yeah. like i'm transported to like a nearby cornfield with a view of the beach and the sun shining on me and it's just it's very ideal like i don't know what it is about uh victoria legrand's voice but oh my god just like all of it it just echoes around in my brain all the time i just it's i love it i love beach house um and it was hard for me to pick one album but i'd have to go with teen dream just because um i don't know at that particular time when it came out in 2010 i was just it it was the right music for the right time and i played it nonstop. so um and i and i like that they're local i've seen them several times um and i just Again, I'm I'm kind of like running out of words about how awesome they are, but they've got keyboard, <laughs> and I love anytime a band's got a keyboard, I'm like yes, yes, um, a keyboard is is always good for me in a band. So from that album, then what is your go-to? I gotta smoke. Well, yeah. So the thing is that I hate is that I, when I'm in the car. I listen to Spotify and I have the the no commercial version. <laughs> and so what happens is I have it on random because otherwise I will start to know all the songs in the order that they come on in. So I do shuffle, but my favorite song off of that particular album is Lover of Mine. I just, something about 
lover of mine is I like the lyrics it talks about um it talks about just going off to nowhere and um it's a very good song it's one of my favorite songs all right all right have you got that yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't, if you've heard Bloom, you kind of have an idea about them. But Teen Dream's my favorite. But everyone says that Devotion is the best one for when you're stoned. And I will agree, it's good. I think that Teen Dream is a little more melancholy, and maybe that's why I like it more. I'm not sure. Maybe that's just my emo kid side coming back out. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my first pick. What's your first pick? So, um, well, my first pick is going to be Gorilla's Plastic Beach, which is their 2010 album. Mm -hmm. It's their third album. Um, This is just, like, one of the albums that, like, I, there's, like, once I start it, like, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Until okay, like until honestly, once I hit um around like on Melancholy Hill, after that it's kind of like I'm okay. The album ends there for me. <laughs> You're like I'm good. I've had it. Um, like you, guys, um, you guys got me there. Yeah, it's kind of just like I can do without the rest. I'm I'm <laughs> alright. I'm alright. But um, my go my go to that just makes this like album just like. The, the cream of cake. I never know any sayings, but I know fragments. <laughs> cream of cake. That's I. I think you meant cream of the crop, but I like cream of the cake batter. Um, I think also you may be feeling the munchies early, so <laughs> that's totally, totally, totally cool. <laughs> well. <laughs> I honestly think that the song Empire Ants featuring Little Dragon. So this is the thing is like that just if you listen to the beginning of the, the album from um pardon my English here because I struggle with words. Or <laughs> I think it's orchestral orchestral okay. intro. Uh-huh. Intro. Yeah. Yeah, they have an orchestral intro for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orchestral intro. <laughs> this like sucks when you're stoned and you're already trying to say tongue twisters yeah man a, just say it this way there's an orchestra at the beginning there you go yeah, at the beginning <laughs> at the beginning and basically all the way to empire ants it's just like wow it's like a journey of bliss and you're like and it's like empire ants is just like going through this like existential like wonderland of like sound at least to me where like I'm feel when I'm driving in my car and I'm just like, Oh my God, this song just came on. This is amazing. I feel like I'm like a little <laughs> torpedo going through the wilderness, just like zooming. Cause it's just so transformative. And it's yeah. like, I always associate it to smoking. There's no way empire ants does not like come across my mind. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I um I mean, I heard about the Gorillas right when they came out. I was still a teenager and I remember going to see them live and they were, you know, all their characters. It was like a video of them instead. And I remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever. But I didn't continue to follow them because everyone knows you know the Clint Eastwood song which they're like one of their most famous songs but I think they're kind of the original trip hop guys um they kind of do like you said it's it's a it's a musical like journey kind of when they start going if you listen to a full gorillas album I haven't listened to that one I've listened to other gorilla albums but not Plastic Beach I listened to The Fall which I think was before or after no I think it was after that one um so maybe I need to listen to Plastic Beach oh you do oh you do you need to like it's it's like you're running with them through each song because from I'm telling you through at least Empire Ants I mean the next song I I believe does flow in Mm -hmm. but just every single song merges in and it's just like, wow. 
I'm going to have to listen to this. My my friends and I, we have a thing because we're all kind of really into music in different genres and stuff. We always say a song is runny, drivey, sleepy. And that means it makes you feel like you want to be like running and doing stuff. It makes you feel like you want to be driving or going somewhere fast or like sleepy, like chilling or actually going to sleep. What would you say that album is runny, drivey, sleepy? I mean, it's, um, I want to say it's like drivey. It's drivey? Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. I like drivey. Yeah. I like drivey. I'm, and- I'm, very, I'm very into this album. When, like, when it just takes me back to all the moments that I've, like, gotten to share this with people and just being like, look, I'm about to take you on a journey. Nice. Just, just wait. It's going to be beautiful. Yes. Yes. And also the thing I most like about the gorillas is that um, uh, the lead singer of Blur is the guy who was running it and part of it and the co-founder of it. Um, And at the time, like I said, it was kind of in, in 2000, this was pretty, it was pretty fucking out there. Like, oh my God, a band of characters, like of cartoon characters that no one knew who it was for a while. For a while, no one really knew who the gorillas were. It was kind of, it was a secret. And so it was cool to hear them and have people have all these crazy theories about who it was. And then it turned out to be those guys. And I like Blur, so... I was, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that's who it was. It's cool. It's kind of like, it gives you like, you know, honorary mention Daft Punk, you yeah. know, like just coming out of nowhere, like who am I? You'll never know until the internet finds <laughs> out. Dun, dun. Exactly. So this is your, this is your quintessential like album that just makes you it it makes you think about being stoned when you aren't stoned and when you are stoned it's what you want to listen to yeah well it's just also very um sentimental because it's like for me it was always that go-to stoner song like whenever Mm -hmm. I smoked it was just like boom I gotta listen to this I just like sorry sorry everybody I know you think that your music is the best and as do I so let me interrupt this moment because I got a song I gotta listen to <laughs> yeah yep I I totally know how that is we again my friends and I we have all these weird like rules and things and like just you know patterns and one of the rules we had to make was whoever's house we're getting stoned at that's who controls the music same thing whoever's driving whoever the designated driver is while everyone else is stoned they get to pick the music and so everyone seems to kind of respect that like music and weed is a thing and um you need to you need to kind of respect that hierarchy system that happens and because it it really sucks when you have bad music and you're stoned it's true true. I've I've been places where I've been like oh no this is killing my buzz like what are you doing like I don't really want Lady Gaga born this way right now, guys. What are you doing? Um, I try. I do my best to just like adapt to my environment because sometimes I'm like, you know what? If I can't do anything and change it, if I'm gonna come off as rude right now, <laughs> I'm gonna vibe. To is this Lady Antebellum? Is this what we do? <laughs> I usually bring my, like, I'm nowhere without at least two pairs of headphones, one wired, one wireless, and so I am that person who will just be like, peace out, I'm going outside to listen to my own music. (laughs) I will just be like, they're like, there goes Natalie, she doesn't like this shit you're playing, so (laughs) she brought her own music. Um, and eventually, yeah, then eventually I can sign into my Spotify and it's all good. Um, I like your pick and I'm going to now make it a thing that, you know, this week, very soon, I'm going to listen to this album because I, I know I have not heard it. I know the one song off of it and I know I haven't heard the album, so I'm excited and I might just get stoned and listen to it. I might do it the right way. Ooh, I appreciate you. (laughs) And I will, I will fully let you know what I think about it. 
Um, my my next one is just it was staring me in the face. It was it was playing in my ears today while I was trying to think of one, and that's why I put it down. I would not forgive myself if I did not put Kid Cudi on my essential stoner music and like i will take any kid cuddy album but specifically man on the moon the end of day from 2009 that is oh it's just uh like you said cream of the cake is cream cake <laughs> it is it is psychedelic alternative hip-hop at its best it is a phenomenal album from start to finish um when i first listened to it i was not a avid pot smoker i had tried it and i was kind of like eh. i was still i think i was yeah i was still drinking alcohol like an idiot um and being hung over and being like why does this keep happening and so <laughs> it, it didn't hit me but the moment i heard kid cuddy um i was like oh my god this is, this is me. Like, I'm, like, Kid Cudi is saying everything that I'm feeling, but he's feeling it too, and he's just putting it out there. It is definitely a drivey or sleepy album, in our opinion. Um, I can listen to it and just chill by myself, or I can listen to it and drive by myself. It's, it's the one that's got um, day and night and pursuit of happiness on it that a lot of people seem to know um yeah it's just <sighs> kid cuddy is just he's 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 great i still I'm, I'm i have mad respect for him i heard kanye west say he's one of the greatest rappers and artists of all time which i appreciate because i think that's hard for kanye to say about anyone other than himself and <laughs> I like I also really respect Kid Cudi for being open about who he is and you know he suffers from depression and mental illness and he's been very upfront about it he's helped a lot of people who listen to his music you know look at things in themselves and figure out if they have if they have you know personal challenges or also mental issues that they need to resolve and then he took a hiatus and came back and he, I think he was worried that everyone was going to be like oh no like he's changed but I think he got an even stronger following after that um and the last time I went to see him which was just two years ago I got to the front because I'm so short that I try to make my way to the front of every concert and then I was like oh my god I'm gonna pass out there are so many people at this concert I'm being pushed up against this 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 front like bar I'm gonna pass out and like everyone I was there with had to help me weave out through the thousands of people and then I just made camp under a table and watched the rest of Kid Cudi's show from under the table and that was fine with me too under it was the just, table. Classic. Yeah. yeah I was just like you know what that's how bad I wanted to be there I was like I don't feel good but I like I can't miss this like I just it, it like the music will heal me it will make me it will make me feel good and I know he's I know a lot of his songs are about stoner culture anyway and so I like that because as someone who wasn't a stoner at the time I applied those to other things but the message was still the same yeah he's I think there's like this like instant connection that you feel with his music um that's just it's almost revolutionary to your growth yeah like anyone who doesn't who hasn't listened to Kid Cudi and that's we're gonna put the links to all the songs and albums that we're talking about in this week's post online so you can see it um if you have never listened to Kid Cudi because you have misconceptions about who or what he is just like give it a chance um I had a really big argument with my partner about Kid Cudi a couple weeks ago because like I said I listen to Kid Cudi like all the time and he said mm, Kid Cudi's not really that good and I was like what and he was like yeah he said and I quote he said 
he's meh. And I was like, meh, wait, what is that sound? I was like, no, 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 you, you are not talking about the same person I'm talking about. And I, you know, I argued my side as I do when I really want to get my point across. And he was still just like, eh, he's all right. You know, I'm not saying he's bad, but like, I don't see what all the hype is about. That's what he said. I don't see what all the hype is about. And I was like, um, there is a lot of hype around Kid Cudi for good reason. And I was like, you really need to listen to Kid Cudi. I was like, give Scott Mascuddy a try. Just listen to him. Um, I had gone to his Wikipedia and I was like, look, he won this record, this album. He got nominated this. He sold 16 million out. Like I was just trying to give all the facts I could. And then I dropped it. And then last week I saw, cause we share a Spotify account that somebody had been listening to Kid Cudi when I knew I hadn't been listening to Kid Cudi. And I was like, what's this? And he was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to Kid Cudi. And I was like, oh, what, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good. He's pretty fucking good. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I was like, I told you, I told you. I was, I was very, I was very proud. You're like, win, win, chicken dinner. <laughs> I just wanted to tweet to Kid Cudi and be like, I have converted someone. Like, I just wanted, I was so proud. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I was like, yes, I've converted I someone. love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your second go-to music? Um. So, okay, this one is, like, out there, I guess, for most people. But it's got to be this I don't know. I'm honestly not sure if it's a group, if it's a, it's obviously a person, but I don't know if it's a guy or if it's just a group, but it's Lele. I'm assuming it can't be Lily. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta be Lele. And it's a song called Breakfast. And it is probably one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I originally first saw it as a, I originally first saw it as a, um, YouTube video mm-hmm. and I was hanging out, it was first introduced by my older brother and, and I was hanging out with my friends and it was just like one of those things that you're just like, Oh, this is, Oh, this is it. This is like this is like one of those inside jokes that like you know is weird. You know people are like either gonna not get like they're either gonna met they're gonna like they're gonna bump or they're not gonna bump. And we're bumping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just think that it's like this dance electronic song. It was like released around two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And it's just one, like I said, one of those things where it's like lyrically hilarious, where it just becomes an inside joke within you and your friends after you watch this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I just read like a snippet of these lyrics? Because the the lyrics are definitely entertaining. So the song is called breakfast but it, they keep saying in the song like breakfast with like an an f's an fs which i like and so some of the lyrics are <laughs> you the cheese on my baguette the jelly on my bread the french on my toast where the hose at bitch you at breakfast your breakfast like this any song first of all i i respect any song that's going to be about one of my favorite meals. Um, and then I like that it turns into a sexy thing where they're like, do you on the table? Do you from a hot meal walk? Bitch, you breakfast. Like, I love that this song, it goes, it goes places I don't think that I was ready for it to go when they said, let me crack that chicken leg wide open. Um, I wasn't, I really wasn't ready for it. Um, (laughs) 
one of those things that you're just like, oh, what am I watching? And then, like I said, you're either like, yeah, <laughs> I can, I can, I can fuck with this. <laughs> and do you know, you said you just saw it on YouTube, right? Yeah, my brother just introduced it to like me and my friends who were just hanging out. You know, it's like one of those moments, at least for me, like you said, you know, depends on whose house it is or whatever. Like, I kind of let anybody who wants to play a song play a song, even though it doesn't like vibe or whatever. Sometimes it's just kind of like me allowing my household to be a place of experimentation. Because a lot of people are like control over like, we're only going to play this type of music, which is totally fine. I respect that. I respect that. But at the same time, it's also just like, where's the night going to take us? Let's see where it goes. Because it also... (laughs) it also just depends on the mood that you bring people in and they're like, Oh, I got a song similar to this. And then it just kind of carries itself. But that's basically what happened that night is we were like bumping, bumping, boom. Someone brought this up, that person being my brother. And we were like, who? And so now it's like, we got this inside joke with the lyrics of like, bitch, your breakfast, like all of the time (laughs) on any, like, and and any of my friends' selfies or whatever, we we're like commenting like stupid stuff like bitch uh-huh. your breakfast. <laughs> and because I'm a nerd, I looked, you know, I was like, this is a really funny song and I like it. And so I went and looked it up and I did find out that it's a Dutch artist named Para, which I think I'm saying right. And it it's an electric group called Lele. And then I guess this this animated video was their like hit club song and they just kind of I don't know people just you know like you said it's just it's something that just sticks with you um and that's P-A-R-R-A is the artist who who did the song and so I again I respect it it's it's inappropriate but it's it thing is it's it's always gonna make you smile isn't it oh yeah it's like it's one of those things where you just go like um (laughs) it's the way he goes yeah (laughs) me and my friends (laughs) we do everything to mimic any type of song like we'll make our obviously I know most people do this they make their own funny rendition of a song Mm. that they really enjoy Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. buy you a drink those (laughs) ooze aren't beautiful to us they're like nasty (laughs) and we and we honestly it's it's no shame there's no embarrassment we go all out when we hear that so we're very i hate to admit though i guess that we are very annoying (laughs) i also think this guy did the art for the video so i think i think the like, video was necessary. If if I um yeah. if you're gonna watch any of my recommendations or if you're gonna listen to any of my personal recommendations, I really do recommend you watch the Lele Breakfast video on YouTube mm-hmm. when you uh-huh. listen to the song. You can't just listen to this. No. I mean you no, can I'm, I'm gonna but put I, it in the links. Yeah, like, like it it's net it's needed it. to visually be seen. Go watch this. The moment it's up, I want people running to it. Um, okay, my last one is I I just, it's one of those things where I knew that I'd be a damn liar if I didn't put this on here. Like, it, you were talking about mood and who you're with and what's happening. This is an album that transcends all of that. It doesn't matter where you are, who you're with, what you're smoking, what you're doing. Like this is the album and that's going to be Pink Floyd's 1973 album Dark Side of the Moon. Um this is this is stoner classicness. This is some of just this is the beginning of progressive rock in my mind. Um this album has sold more copies than any in history, um, any rock album. And 
it is a journey of an album. The first time I listened to it, I happened to be high. Um, and I think that probably really solidified it for me. And it's just never, it never, I could listen to this album every time I get high. I can listen to this album when anyone else is high. This is, no one will, no one argues about this album being on. It doesn't matter what's playing. In the middle of the night, if someone says like, guys, can we switch to Dark Side of the Moon? Everyone says, yeah. Everyone's like, yep. Let those wizards who are casting spells on our stoner brains do it. Like, just let them <laughs> do it. Um, it's the album is surreal to me because the lyrics are just they're iconic they're timeless they're very philosophical where they are going to be relevant forever like this is an album that is never going to age in my opinion because it will apply to everything always if you just listen to the lyrics and it's so experimental with the sound effects with the talking um it's got a lot of things that like again rock music wasn't doing at the time and so they really took a big leap pink floyd when they did this they and they 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 leaped right into like timeless foreverhood they they leaped into like beetle world basically and they were already they were already getting popular, but this this solidified their their place in history, I believe. Oh yeah, that's it's an it's incredible, very incredible. Um, I think for me, it's always the one that stands out the most. Will always kind of be money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is Breathe, but I know, like, I like money. I like money a lot, and I know a lot of other people do. Um, it's just, I don't know. Um, I've, I just, this is something I, I feel like it needs no defense. Like, if you know anything about music anywhere, you know that this is cream of the cake right here. Cream of the cake. <laughs> this, is cream. this is cream of the cake right here. And like, I'm just going to mic drop right there. I don't have anything else to say about it. <sighs> I just back off like that. <laughs> what, what else can I say that has not already been said about this? I mean, what I feel like. And what can you say other than listen to our recommendation? Yeah, listen to it. And if I was a meme in this moment, I'm that guy with the sign that's like, change my mind. But it says, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon is not one of the greatest albums of all time. And then, well, I don't like the phrase all time because all time is right now. Just of time. Convince me like change my mind that's that's what this is like it's it's not gonna happen you're not changing my mind, <laughs> not my mind. I, love it. I love it i love it well yeah my um my uh final final choice can't compete against pink floyd not at all no one is even no, people are I'm gonna- sorry I know that's why I almost didn't put it on here, but I was like, who will we be if we don't put it on here? Who, who will we really be? Will we really be stoners at all? Will we Natalie? And that's so I was like, yeah, we got to put it on. Well, I thank you for carrying us and doing the, du- the duty. We have a stoner thread to keep up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my head, like prior to this, I was just like, Ooh, yes, this one's going to be the best. This one's my absolute, there's nothing more dear to my heart than the red hot chili peppers. Oh, ooh, which one? Which version of them? I know. Yeah, they've evolved. Um, so many times in so many tragic forms. <laughs> um, not to be mentioned with humor, I apologize in all due respect. Um, so for me though, 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I was like, yeah, this is just the best. They're the best. Because <laughs> they're just, they're so, like, they're so cute. <laughs> They, yeah, I remember like, with Nikitas. And like, really was. like, but cute in the way of like, we're like, take us seriously and do what, and like, watch us go. And then like, they <laughs> do their thing. <laughs> and like, I absolutely love that about them. Like, that they're just like, we're great and you're going to believe it. Like, <laughs> you're going to watch us be great. And then they were, <laughs> because there are people like me who enjoy that. Um, but one of for me the uh the their second album, which was uh released in nineteen eighty five is freaky styly. There is not a single <laughs> red hot Billy peppers album that tops this of like what in the world was going on here? This is so drug influenced. They yes. are on another level here because there's not a not a single one of their albums is anything like this album. No, and you said like this is nothing like what they've done before, and that's because I don't know if you knew the producer of that album was actually George Clinton. Oh as yeah, in George Clinton and the P Funks, and so yep, you can tell. Oh yeah, um, um, one of my favorite favorite stories about this album is their song "Beard of the Turtle," and it was because. So, if you listen to this song, which again I hope you listen to it, um, yes. there's this guy who kind of does this a voiceover in the song, who's like, "Look at that turtle go, bro." And that guy um, was like a Coke dealer. I, I believe it was Coke. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure now, but I'm pretty sure it was Coke. There's a Coke dealer for George Clinton. <laughs> and <laughs> George Clinton was like, oh, I owe you a lot of money, but like, I don't have that money right now. How about I let you hop on this album? Because the guy was like, well, like, you got to give me something. He's like, I've always wanted to be on an album. And <laughs> and George Clinton's like, let's just like, I'll just put you on the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. It'll be fine. And Anthony Kiedis is like, what the fuck? Like, no, like, I don't want this guy on my album. But like, George Clinton's like, dude, I owe this guy a lot of money. <laughs> I kind of got to do the solid. Yeah. So this drug dealer shows up on this album specifically in Yurt of the Turtle. And it's like, it cracks me up every time. I've done presentations on the Red Hot Chili Peppers because I think they're, I just, I'm <laughs> such a loyal, I, there's so much homage to this band um, with their like, there's just this quirkiness and like energy about them that I'm just so gravitated towards. Uh, <laughs> they they're they energetic just, band. Like you can't you, album, like you said you can't ignore them. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like for me when I when I tell people why I love them so much, it's like it's this specific album. Yeah, I know. Californication, I know, like other things. Yeah. But this is different. This is just boom. Like this is like get smoke a little something. Get a little cozy. Sit on the floor. Put your hands up. You're going on a ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 I think it's an interesting thing that you said this isn't like anything they've done because I don't think they've ever come back to that. I don't think that not in a bad way. I don't think Red Hot Chili Peppers could come back to that because I think that was a very specific glimpse into like who they were and what they were trying to do at that time in that moment that just they've moved they've moved out of that stage because they do evolve as a band even if it's some places we don't like but that is interesting because yeah it's so unique compared to everything else they they've done since it is it's just it's very notable you know when things were were being weird uh when I was growing up people would say that they'd be like oh man 
you're being freaky styly. Like the, it was just a thing. Like people would just say it all the time because that's how, it, again, it was, I don't think anyone had, they hadn't done anything like that before. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly it phenomenal. It's phenomenally like, weird. Um, especially because they also did a cover of if you want me to stay, um, which is by Sly and the family stone. So everything, like you said, is very heavily influenced by George Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like you get some George Clinton stank on it and like, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's it. Like, Ooh, the brother's cup, some honorable mentions for me, the brother's cup and uh, American ghost dance. It's definitely just something where you're just like, what is going on here? And I just got a vibe and it's like, my body has to move. And <laughs> this, nothing, this nothing like before. My sister was really into this album. That's the only reason I know it. And I'm my parents being like, you got to turn that off. It's, and basically my mom could only be like, it's too weird. That's like all she could say was like, it's too weird. Turn it off. And like, that kind of just made my sister want to listen to it more. So. Oh yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> is very, it's, they're overwhelming with sounds and I'm yeah. just like, but if you know the roots of this band which is very uh, uh, drug based you have to understand that like it's meant for people who like have rapid <laughs> minds and yeah. can consume with their um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for um, I can't think of it, but they're like <laughs> their senses, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, like your senses are being attacked. Yeah, yeah, your senses are just over. Like the overstimulation is exactly what some people need for music, and the Red exactly. Hot Chili Peppers delivered. Oh, they so delivered on this. Like they absolutely delivered on this. Um. And I think, you know, I, I wanted to find out why it is when we're stoned, we're really into music more. And it's kind of the same thing when you're on acid or other drugs like that. I wanted to just, I wanted to get a more definitive answer to this. And so I was reading about a landmark study that happened by a guy named Charles Tart about it's just called on being stoned and the whole focus of it is literally just the effects of marijuana on music and sound perception and he found a really interesting thing which is that music combined with marijuana tended to produce feelings of euphoria and connectedness to the music and the musicians because of the THC, because the THC is stimulating your natural pleasure centers, um, while also just kind of, you know, messing with your short-term memory. And that is what makes you feel like you are just in that moment right now as it unfolds. You're just not, you're not able to do anything other than focus on what's being played right now. Um, That's why people who are stoned tend to hear music from just note to note versus a whole song they'll be like oh my god did you hear that like you know did you hear that thing oh did you hear what he just said like that's just that's all about being stoned apparently oh yeah for I really tried to fight my instrumental side of music because I wanted to be more friendly to <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah. but I listen yeah. to a lot of instrumental music and whenever I hear the piano my I like my mind loses it <laughs> he's just like ah yeah like, oh my god did you hear that oh like Rhapsody in Blue mm-hmm. is one of those those pieces of music that I just I'm like every single person needs to, to hear this and um if you watch it um from Fantasia 2000 which for me is very much from my childhood um they do a whole scene of Rhapsody in Blue where it's set in New York City. And it is one of the most magnificent, most beautiful pieces. I share this with all the kids that I work with. Whenever I have an opportunity, um, I'm like, oh, Fantasia 2000 is available on your streaming service. We're watching this. You 
go. Because it's, it almost feels it's like jazz. It's the most educational form of music to me, to for children especially, because it's doesn't involve any, you know, any speaking. No words are used, and it's just mm-hmm. animation and sound, yep. and it's magnificent. It's got to keep your attention. It's it's that combo of that classical and that jazz that really just just brings it to the forefront. And that's again, that's the subconscious. Like I was talking about, usually your subconscious is um, trying to process a whole expectation um, of things that are still happening. Whereas when you're stoned, that's not how your mind's working. And so the music creates what a lot of people feel like is kind of a stand, a time standing still phenomenon. And so you just you're here for the moments that the note plays and that's it you're not you're not anywhere else and that's that's beautiful that's great because your conscious is constantly creating your hallucination of reality that's one way of looking at it absolutely look it up it's a ted talk (laughs) (laughs) it's true (laughs) i'm not oh no i'm not i'm not i'm not doubting for our listeners Look up about how our consciousness is constantly our our reality is simply hallucination. We're gonna we're gonna link all this weird shit that we're talking about. Um, I love it. I'm excited. I got started early because I just I couldn't resist it, but I've got Munchie of the Week. I wish I could sing it better. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a lyrical or like a, a musical tone in my body um, oh. for sound or anything. But what are you chewing on? I need to know. Um, this is, you know, I feel bad after what you were talking about last week. But this, this is what I was craving this week. I've got some blueberry mots applesauce I love applesauce I'm like addicted to applesauce applesauce is one of those those like snacks that you're just like oh I'm about to eat the whole tub um like, I buy no, no. gallon size no, I get the, no no like gallon size I know I better little. <laughs> no I get the little cups and they're my treats and I'm not even going to waste time rating it on tastiness, ease of eating while stoned, the size. Like, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. I'm so and accustomed to buying no sugar. No sugar applesauce. This one, I don't, this one has I mean, no sugar. I don't even mm-hmm. know what sugar applesauce tastes like. Because the no sugar is so sugary. It's it's very naturally sweet. I'm, I'm doing the no sugar added uh, blueberry one. And uh, it's really tart. It's got that. It's got that nice, like, bite to it, which I really like. Um, so. Oh, I wish I was getting sent applesauce. I'm very sorry. Who is getting sent applesauce this week? I think we've got a question from Lunar, Lunar M, which I kind of picked you because I thought your name was cool. So I hope that's really your name. But our stoner question of the day is, what is a weird fact you know about a musician or music? And I guess let's try not to make it anybody we just talked about. I'm going to let you go first, Natalie, while I finish this applesauce. It's good as Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize it was not supposed to be anyone. I mean, me. if you have something really cool about you did that's fine so anthony kiedis is probably one of the most interesting people that like i've ever like read about (laughs) Uh, again because i'm a major red hot chili peppers fan i can't i can't say that i know every little tidbit about them but anthony kiedis like just has had a very interesting life and has i think he's had to grow up very quickly I think mm-hmm. um, a weird fact that I know about him is that he slept with 
his first, he lost his virginity. (laughs) He lost his virginity to his dad's girlfriend. Mm. It's really weird, but his, he has an interesting relationship with his parents. And, and somehow Anthony Kiedis's father thought that he wanted to prepare his son for manhood. So he set up this little arrangement between his girlfriend and his son so that he would like experience this. And he also, maybe I think it was like at the age of 12 or 13, perhaps was around that age. I don't know how, I don't know exactly the age either, but very young. He also got into he accidentally tried black um black tar heroin Mm -hmm. wow okay like what what and so those are just some like facts that i know about this guy that i'm just like oh my goodness you have been through some stuff to to be exposed to things at that young of an age at that at that age I say to myself, I view in my own privilege as a privilege, but at the same time, his perspective might be completely different. But I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So I always think, I I always have these random facts about the Red Hot Chili Peppers that I I love to bring up in conversation with people who are just like, (laughs) I dislike them deeply. And I'm like, oh, do you now? And they don't, they, they're just blown away. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. You know I don't know how annoying like that, but. A group of weirdos. <laughs> yeah. And they're still being weird, which is cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my known fact, it's not, I mean, I think a lot of people know this by now, but whenever I tell people, they don't seem to really get it. They think I'm lying and then they have to Google it, but not a single member of the Beatles could read or write music. Um, I feel like that's that makes sense. Like, none of them could read or write music when they started out. They had never had any formal training. And so their producer, George Martin, did all the transcribing for them because basically they just played by ear and they never learned to formally read or write music. So they had someone else doing it for them. And a lot of people, a lot of people just kind of are like, what? And they don't really realize that. But yeah, they, they could not read or write music. I think, um, I think it was John Lennon who told Playboy that in, in the eighties and sometime in 1980. I, I, I want to say that I'm one of the, I want to say I'm one of those people who thinks that way, but I'm also just like immediately hearing that was like, like I said, that makes sense because I thought about Ray Charles who had Mm -hmm. to learn how to play the piano by just playing, learning how to, just by hearing, listening to themselves. So I think when you don't have that formal education, but you have that desire and that passion to learn an instrument or to play music, because I really think those those type of people are intuitively uh, kind of not necessarily created that created that way, but more inclined. No, to- no, I definitely think that's a natural gift. I think that's that's genuinely what like a natural gifted ability is is when like against all odds somehow you you oversee excelling in something that you have no business on paper doing um i think that's what separates a lot of people from just you know us average joes to some of the people we've talked about today who are just again going to be timeless places in the history of mankind musically like I think that's just I think some of us got it and some of us don't (laughs) I want to like I tell myself that because I I I mean I try not to tell myself that because I try to think of um a growth growth mindset versus fixed mindset where I'm kind of just like Mm -hmm. you can learn to play the piano because I I very much I have a deep personal fascination with the piano and I've always wanted to learn how to play 
And I'm always like, okay, like one day, like soon, I very much hope within this year, not even one day, it's kind of a goal (laughs) within this year, is to get a keyboard at the very least, because I don't have the space for a grand piano or anything, but to learn how to play the piano. Because Moonlight Sonata is something I need, I need to know how to play. I need to. That's how I was the ukulele. My partner plays piano, and I'm always jealous. And uh, I just I want to play some instrument, but I guess I guess we'll we'll try to make that something we do. And um, I guess that's. I don't have to have the talent for it. Yeah, but if I have the passion, if I could, if I could. If I could swoon you one day, my friend, by saying, watch me play Moonlight Sonata. And, like, that's all I could do. I'd be like, you're welcome. I could do it again another time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, that's our episode this week, guys. Lunar, you have a week's worth of no sugar added malt. Mott's applesauce coming to you. I'm going to mix up the flavors so you can try a little bit of all of them. If you want, check us out online. We're on Instagram at Stoned and Social. We're on Gmail at Stoned and Social at gmail.com. And Natalie is still doing her awesome stuff by helping out the Instagram of Stand the Number Four George Floyd. Go over there and follow and like and boost it for anyone and everyone because we know those are the type of people you are. And other than that, we will see you next week. And we cannot tell you what we're doing because we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Right, Natalie? I mean, do we ever know what we're doing? Like I said, we live in the moment. Take it day by day. Yep. So we'll see you next week on that day. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.